thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm Richa and on today's episode I have the beautiful and talented Thea Pun. She's a model, an actress and most Nepali listeners may already know her from movies like Beer Bikram and Mr. Choli. Apart from her passion for acting, she also loves a good adventure and when I mean adventure I mean trekking and climbing mountains like Manaslu which is the world's eighth highest mountain. Um, gosh like you know you've been very involved in trekking recently haven't you sis and thank you for joining me today thank you for having me Richa so nice to talk to you after yeah, a long time I know it has been a while because I remember I was thinking back before we started recording and I was thinking when we met in person I don't think you had even started um in the acting world back uh, then no. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I was um I can't remember what year it was, but I don't think I was mm-hmm. into um, any Nepalese industry then. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really planned for me to uh, take this path. It was more because before, because uh, my mom was into uh, like a Nepalese movie in the UK, so I used to follow her own and I used to hate it because like it was so boring, it was so <laughs> tedious, and I was like, I'm never going to get into this uh, this industry. Um, so it was never in my intention to be uh, sort of leading that path. Uh, but um, I met, um, I think I did a music video uh, with uh, with the Milan Chans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you are, he's used to be in the army in the yeah. UK. So uh, I had an opportunity to meet him, did a little music video. And then he sort of uh, encouraged me to come to uh, Nepal and uh, be involved with Nepali industry, the film industry. At first, I was like, nah, <laughs> and then that's not for me because I, I was already in my uni. I was like heading to a different career path. Um, so I thought it was infeasible. Uh, but then uh, my mom also encouraged me and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, like, I'll see. Yeah. So I have to take my annual leave, uh, go do this project. Um, and I thought, I'll just, uh, let's just do one movie and see, because uh, everyone's encouraging me. So I thought, let's give it a go. Because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this is an opportunity. I, I don't think I should miss. So I just uh, went to Nepal. Uh, I think it was a month, month and a half long project. Um, so did that. And then t- 2016 was when the movie actually came out. Yeah. Um, everyone loved it. And then from there on, I started to have a, a like offers from a different uh, team to do their movies. So I thought, oh, this is like I wasn't expecting. I thought like people just kind of like make fun of me or like to say oh, I wasn't good at it or mm-hmm. I wasn't able to uh, portray the uh, the character that I was supposed to. So I had all these negative things in my head. Mm. Um, but yeah, it all came out really good. And then um, I had a lots of different opportunities. So I just from there on yeah went ahead yeah I think it's good that you took that um opportunity like yeah before um you know you even realize how big it could be because like you were we were just talking about this and we were just saying how we never know how you know things could take us to places we don't even think about um career wise and um obviously I've seen some of your interviews and you've done a lot of them now, especially because, you know, once you start making movies, you have to promote it, right? So yes. can you like, can you remember that first time you had to do an interview and how was that feeling like for you? Because it's so different to what you'd obviously ever experienced before, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, I, I it, everything felt really surreal. I was keep like 
have to pinch myself and think, okay, is this really happening? Like, am I talking to all these media people mm-hmm. and my like faces in the big banner and uh, like in the malls and mm-hmm. in the uh, road? Um, so it was really surreal, and I was still it, it didn't really hit me. And then when I was doing my first interview, I was so nervous because like. Um, I always had fear, like always when I'm talking to my fellow Nepalese people, I can talk like mix, like, yeah. you know, I, I don't really think too much of a like, proper pronunciation, anything like that. Yeah. But when you're actually in the media, you have to be so cautious, you have to be so, uh, you know, the the things that you say, and I'm thinking, like, oh, am I making really stupid, like, you know, sometimes you say different words, mm. but you meant different. So that was playing in my head so much. And then to the, like, and then my, um, like a producer and everyone saying like no no just just be calm and just speak how you normally speak to us you don't have to be like proper like you know Nepalese uh, mm-hmm. how they say things you just be you and just uh, speak as how you are yeah. so I think that kind of like uh, helped me with my confidence build up but I, I still I think when I look back some of the interview I just think why did you say that oh really no I've not like I've not come across any um where I feel like you've said anything stupid I feel like when I watch them you look really composed and like you know what you're doing in all of them so not not inside (laughs) I suppose yeah but it's like it just it's the same for everyone isn't it I suppose on the outside you're like yeah I know I got this and inside you're thinking all these things and it's funny because you know obviously at home and we both at the moment we're in the UK and um growing up we've, we've both got the army background so like for me at home, I speak Nepali most of the time, you know, with my family, my friends as well. With friends, like you said, I speak like a mixture. And you also, like, you talked about the interview side of things. But, like, when you're doing a movie, um, was there, like, an um an issue or um, where did you have to work extra hard to kind of learn, like, what do they call it? Like, sprushed Nepali and then, like, even, like, put on that dialect because certain characters will be from certain regions I'm sure and what was that process like for you and who did you kind of turn to for advice or like support when you were working on that um, side of things for acting? Yeah so even in my house I do speak to my parents in Nepali um, um, and plus I've been in this country for oh, 22 years now so mm-hmm. For us, like when we speak to parents, it feels like normal Nepali. But mm. when we go back home to Nepal and we speak, they were like, "We well, got different tone." <laughs> so, so when I have to portray, like, especially like most of my characters are like based in rural areas. So mm. when I uh, speak in Nepali, I have to make sure my pronunciation is like actual, authentic. Uh, and so normally what I do is like uh, when we have a workshop, it, it's difficult for me to uh, get sort of the uh you know the authenticity of the tone the way they speak so when we actually base in location I tend to wander and just go off on my own and just meet the people talk to them and then I get the feel of how they see how they say things how they speak what the tones are like because I'm from Pokhara so my tone is like Pokhara (laughs) so and especially um, because I think I tend to uh, because my grandmother has got very um village tone um so when we say the words we say is completely different to for example someone who lives in Kathmandu Mm -hmm. so they'll be like that's not the word I'm like no this is the word this is how we say in our village so there's so many uh, like dialect and tone so uh so there was a bit challenging for me 
um, I had uh, like the writers uh, and, and then there's uh, like an assistant director who uh, will uh, tell me how to pronounce it and I have to do like dictionary to for me to understand what the word is because mm. if I don't know what the words and dialects are I don't know how to express it yeah so there's lots of research lots of learning self-study behind um all this project um so yeah there's lots of team that will help me and yeah it was it is i did struggle in the beginning mm-hmm. um luckily i still can uh read and write in Nepali. i tend to uh sort of um make sure i don't lose that um do you know because my youngest brother mm-hmm. he's been uh, living in abroad for so long so he doesn't he knows he understands Nepali, but he doesn't uh, like speak properly sometimes, mm-hmm. and he cannot express uh, Nepalese. So, and then he doesn't know how to read and write. So, mm-hmm. for me, it's quite important for I keep that. Yeah, and uh, you know, update uh, like uh, so when I have a like free time, I tend to uh, read a Nepali book or try to write something in Nepali. So at least I've got that. Because yeah, if you if you don't use it, you lose it. it? Yeah, that's so <laughs> true. I. I will have to admit, writing, not so much. Um, but reading and um, speaking, yeah, like, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I have to admit, Nepali is a very difficult language for anyone. Um, yeah. But you're so right, it is important to make sure that we, you know, carry on speaking and understanding and learning it. So, yeah. Um, I actually do want to kind of know and, like, hear your experience about what it is like. Like, how long does a movie project last and you know what if you could just give an insight into what you would do like is it shooting like every day or is it specific times how does it work um so this is from my experience because I've heard like for some people it's a longer so it all depends with your team Mm -hmm. and like for me uh my team's been really good I expressed like because I've got limited time time limit because I have to come back to UK to because I'm I I'm not just actors I have other uh, mm-hmm. career as well so mm-hmm. when I give them my time uh, period uh, when I, what my availability is they try to slot in so normally so far with my movies the actual physical shooting uh, takes about a month it can right. be longer depending on the uh, you know sometimes there is a delay with um, the travel or there is a political uh, issue yeah. that we can't ever travel so there's that and then before that we have to do a workshop uh, so that means like gathering with all the your uh, colleagues, um, sit down, read a script, mm-hmm. uh, learn uh, what the character is, uh, how the character, what like trying to get the background of what this character, uh, how how this character is feeling, mm-hmm. what's their so basically you have to make this um, sort of their past life uh, before you actually create this character. Yeah. So there's lots of that. Um, and then we trying to uh, sort of sit down with the director, the writer, and also the design, uh, the costume designer to try and sort of understand what this character we're wearing. Mm-hmm. So it gets lots of work uh, like that in the beginning. So it takes about a week or two weeks, depending on what the teams are like. And then once the actual physical shooting is finished, um, they do all the post-production, will be the editing, and then there will be... Um, um, the colouring and all the uh, sound mm-hmm. effect, the music and everything. And then once the, not even final cut, but once the editing's done, they'll inv- they'll call you again and they have to come back again, do the voiceover. Right. Um, so you have to, you are in the studio in a tiny cupboard with a screen that's played on what we, what, what's the actually uh, sort of filmed 
Yeah. And then you have to, again, say the dialogue, express how you feel. So I hate, I hate the dubbing. The dubbing is the hardest is part. Because like, when you're actually shooting, you have the costume, you have your colleagues with you, yeah. you have this surroundings environment. So that kind of gives you that feel, what the character's feeling, you get the emotion, mm-hmm. um, you can do the acting. Whereas in, in the dubbing part, you just, in a, there's no stimulus to for you to like react to it yeah um so you have to try and get the whole expression and the way how you said it yeah. exactly same as what you did before Gosh. so that's the final part and once that's done I, uh, I don't think they have a um sort of coloring um system in Nepal yet so they tend to uh most of the big movies they tend to uh send the project to India and they do all the final color grading oh, and everything and okay. then that's it, and then it'll be a teaser, trailer, and then promotion. Right. And then they call us again after promote, yeah. interviews after interviews after interviews. <laughs> but I'm that's sure. how it is. Yeah, it's a long process, and I can imagine it being a lot of hard work. So it's not always like, oh, the glamorous and then just the interviews. Oh, but there's no. a lot of work that goes behind. And, and the schedule, for especially for female, it is longer. Because um, I remember... Uh, because bef- when I did a beer because um, I had a short hair, because I had to cut my hair because I had a blue uh, colour, so oh, right. that's not feasible for the character. So I had a really short hair, so I had to uh, to portray uh, the um, the Bolivian character had a long hair. Mm-hmm. So I have to have the extension every morning. So I used to wake up like three in the morning. Oh, my God. Have a freshen up, have a tea. And then from uh, like two, three thirty to four, um, uh, bless this um, hairdresser Didi, she will come in my room. Well, actually, we share the room, so mm-hmm. she'll um, she'll do all my hair, put all the hair extension back on, and she's really good yeah. with uh, with her skills. And then she make it look as if I've got the like natural yeah, hair. Yeah. And after that, after I think it took about one hour or so for hair to be attached to and then it will be makeup time and then the makeup guy will come to my room and do all the makeup and then um I think we will have to be in the location at seven o'clock so by six o'clock then you have a male character or the male actor sorry who's walking up from three in the morning and then then we have uh tea again and then uh seven or eight o'clock will be the location I have to be there and then we start filming so oh, yeah wow. it's... okay yeah acting is definitely not for me I can't wake up that early to do my hair and makeup no <laughs> and sometimes you have to do a night shoot so uh you can be like awake like 12 or 1 yeah. in the morning yeah. and then by the time you get to, like by the time you remove your makeup remove your hair and your costume everything and you put your head on the pillow it'll be like two three in the morning and then mm. wake up again Gosh, yeah, a lot of hard work for sure. Um, so you obviously mentioned that the thing that you hated or didn't like as much was the dubbing aspect of it. So what would you say is the best part of being working in this field, in this industry? I think the best part would be actually um, to have a, a character that's written to mm-hmm. bring it to life. I think that's the best part. Mm. And I love uh, interacting with people and imagining things mm. and then um, trying to bring the the writer's imagination to life. I think that's the best part because yeah. for, for to have it in a written form and then to project it in the, 
like real life it, i think that's quite um and then you have to have an understanding because obviously when you read something my imagination will be completely different because yeah. why i think might be different to what i'm reading mm-hmm. whereas in the writer what they're writing is different so yeah. um so there's lots of like a um group work and talks and stuff to try and make sure that our imagination match yeah. what the writer's writing and obviously what the director's thinking in his head as well so yeah that's I think that's the best part yeah and I suppose it's also nice to play a role that's completely different from you right because I can't like you know imagine it being easy to take on this completely different person this character and then yeah I just I, I like the I love the idea of it but I don't love the work that goes behind waking up so early and then, yeah but no I respect you for that honestly um obviously you've like you said you know your movies have been a popular um, film and um it's got a lot of praise and it's gone smoothly to say at least um but I have also read somewhere I can't remember it's one of the articles um that you spoke about you having one negative experience which kind of put you off slightly and I don't think it was with the same team I think it was with a different team so there I just wanted to like obviously love um you know youths these days who are interested in this industry they may kind of go with the hopes of you know just making it successful straight off but there can be bumps along the way and not everyone you um, meet will have the best intentions so can you maybe talk a little bit about your experience and how you kind of um went from thinking oh like is this how it is I don't want to do this anymore to actually kind of making overcoming that and being like actually it's like that um so does my start like beginning of this career was I would say I was very lucky because I got to know someone through him. I was able to be in this industry. But uh, the the one you're reading is the one, uh, it was a second project. So I, it was after the beer Bikram. And um, it was obviously uh, the work, most of the work in Nepali industry comes through by someone I know or mm-hmm. someone I trust or someone uh, who knows me that obviously most of the people, they, I don't know, for some reason they cannot come directly I don't know if right. it's a cultural thing <laughs> so it always comes through for someone uh who's known me so this project was come from someone who knew me and then said it was a quite good uh project the teams are like the uh, actors you've been working with are very good mm-hmm. and so I said okay fine I trusted some uh the person who said this and then I went along and I met first impression was not good okay uh, so i um i think i was asked to come um to meet in the restaurant to have first initial chat mm-hmm. so before prior to meeting face to face we already had like um i think we talked through uh, I can't remember where exactly, but through Media uh, yeah. Express and then all the uh, scripts and everything was exchanged and discussion was already done through online. So this was meeting first time. So I came, fly, I flew over to Nepal and was supposed to meet uh, at lunchtime, but that person didn't turn up. Oh gosh, that's a red <laughs> I waited. Flag. Luckily, I had my um, my grandfather with me. Um, so we waited Um for an hour and a half and oh, finally wow. turned up with a group and I think it was his makeup artist his assistant director and there was someone else um group came in mm. and obviously there was no like 
no apology oh. like when they were led or just like oh it was just a work we um um we just make a joke out of it and then it's like you're fine it's a, it's probably the nepali culture you don't come in time mm. and then everyone thinks it's okay so i think you're fine it has happened to me before mm. so i had to okay fine and then second time <clears throat> So he said, oh, we're going to do a workshop. So uh, we're going to do a script reading and then we're probably going to discuss about like what kind of costume and what uh, the, the your role should be looking like. Mm. So I said, okay, what time do you want to come next day? He said, again, at one o'clock. Oh, I said, no. fine. So this was in Boulder. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I thought in my head, okay, it was one o'clock. I need to, uh, I've never been to uh, Boulder Street Bar, so I, I think I'll do touristy things. Mm. So I'll go at two, uh, uh, sorry, I'll go at 12 mm. and then I'll probably uh, look around, roam around and just do my thing and then meet up at one. Yeah. I went there as planned. Um, and then uh, again, my grandfather dropped me off and then I explored. It was beautiful. It was very scenic and then it was lovely. And it was one of one o'clock. So I thought, okay, bet, I better just message because he did this for me. Yeah. <laughs> like he was yeah. like, so I need to make sure he comes in time. Um, so I messaged. I f- actually, I did phone first and right. then no answer. I was like, I'll message, I'll yeah. message. And then no, nothing. So I waited around. I think one hour later, he uh, messaged me saying, oh, I'm out of office, so don't come yet. Um, I'm just dealing with something. So I was like, okay, fine. Uh, I'll just sit and sunbathe in the phone. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Yeah, and then I think it was like two hours. I thought I better eat something because I need. I'm starving, so I went and had um some lunch, and I still waited. By this time, I thought, okay, I need to probably get head home because it takes like one and a half, one yeah. and a half hours for me to go back home, right. um, which is quite far away, uh, where the boulder is. And then around thing four, he called me and said, "Oh, I'm in the office now. Come to office." Oh my god, he sounds like such a prick. Does he not respect? And then other... I started to have this like gut feeling. I was like, okay, this person is not professional. I think yeah. I need to back out now before uh, before I go in deep. Yeah. And then I start <clears throat> started having this feeling. And then like I was like, and then my uh, friend was. Uh, I was like expressing all my feelings for my friends, and he was mm. oh, I, I better come. I better come and just see uh, what your workshop's like. So there was a script reading. So luckily, um, every all the actors turned up one time. Yeah. And then we did script reading. And then, like, after halfway through, they just talked random stuff. And oh. it goes off again. And then my friend was like, oh, your team's not very um, professional. Like, uh, you start off really well. And then you're talking all this random stuff. And then it's not really going as your plan. So, And I said, yeah, I know. This is what I meant. Like, I don't know, like, if I should back up now or... Uh, what should I do? Um, because the work was... Because if I back out, it will look bad on the person I know. Right. So I kind of feel guilty of just backing up. But then in my gut feeling, I was saying, no, I need, this is not right. This, mm. this is not right. And then th- there was like problem after problem. So after this, um, I think this project, I still managed to um, uh, like sort of do the shooting, completed the shooting. Oh, wow. Um, and then the other issue is a payment. I, d- I only had a deposit paid. And then the plan was, the agreement was, a uh, half payment was given before I fly, uh, flew to UK. Mm. Nothing. <gasps> then I have to phone every single day. I'm sort of a person that, like, if someone says, like, this is going to happen, mm. and if it doesn't happen, I will get into that person until I, uh, till the agreement's been yeah. dealt with. Um, so I call every day, every day, every day, nothing. And I said, like, um, 
like do i need to send a news message to say that you are lost because you are not responding to me yeah or do i have a, like missing alert person do you like a notice or whatever and then eventually he messaged me saying oh i'm out of town uh i'm out of Kathmandu, so i wasn't able to respond to your message i will meet you in a couple of days and i give you the half the money a couple of days came nothing and finally uh he did turn up but he didn't come half the money he only get a little bit and until this day i still haven't been paid oh wow that is awful yeah that's not so, acceptable that was the uh team that really let me down and i thought oh my god this what people have been saying is true like this industry hasn't grown up this is so many but then like uh, to the point i was like saying like even to uh Milan Shamsar, like uh, I, I don't think this is for me I'm mm. not like I cannot hack this uh, industry at all um but he said like like in this industry it's like with any job mm. you have good people and you have bad people and majority there are good people just because you've met one bad mm. team and bad person doesn't mean the whole industry is bad mm. so he kind of like so give me pep talk and I was like okay maybe he's right maybe because this is only my second movie and I'm already judging like the whole industry mm. it's not like fair so and after that I thought okay maybe I need to have another like I'll just give another chance and then I met um Ramba Pusar he he's the one who did the uh, Mr Julie All and right. oh my god his team is fantastic like working with them it's just like and I was just like opening up another like um what I thought the industry was heading to is mm. not like that's only one percent that you meet. Um, so, but with like working with him, it kind of like changed my view. Okay, maybe I met the wrong person. That's yeah. why I'm um, making all these choices. Maybe they are quite good and trying to make Nepali industry better. Mm-hmm. So to all the people, I'll just say is do lots of like background research, mm. uh, talk to people. Um, you're always going to find hiccups. You're always going to have hiccups and you're always going to find that person that will probably uh, take advantage. Mm. Do not let them take advantage. Because like there are other uh, senior actors who I've spoken to have said like, oh, this is quite common theme. Right. And I'm like, that's not, that's not fair. Because I'm like, no, that's not. Yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah. I like I keep even advising them. Like, no, you need to ask for your payment because yeah. like, you can't work for free. Like, this yeah. is all your time spent, your talent spent. They need to uh, appreciate that and then get like you know give them payment where mm. they're due. But yeah, yeah, you met you do meet a lot of um people who have had this experience, so yeah. you will experience this. And um, but doesn't mean that you shouldn't give up your passion so yeah. you need to keep working at it. but yeah. in a way I like well, looking back I think like it taught me a lot because yeah. normally I'm quite hot-headed like mm. if if something doesn't because I'm quite regimental I like to do like da 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 yeah. and like in working Nepali uh, like uh, concept is just it's not like that. Mm. They do what they feel like. They, it's everything is so laid back. Mm. Everything will be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it will, it will get done. Mm. But for me, being brought up abroad, mm-hmm. it is different. The the culture is different. Mm. So I have learned and appreciate that. Okay, it's a bit laid back in Nepal, but at the same time, mm. you should have to have that punctuality. You should have to have that professionalism. Um, but yeah, like that has that experience has taught me a lot because. They are really, I do tell like 
fellow um, people who wants to again to industry like the story that I've de- like sort of come across where there was like um, no ration like in that place like in that project like we were there for a month and towards the end we were running out of food. Oh my god! And it was just like what? And luckily the 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 guy um, from the hotel and mm-hmm. Didi from the hotel was so nice and they were like feeding us but then they have to be careful they don't because obviously there's there's about 25 or maybe 30 um, staff in the pro- project God, so yeah you can't so imagine trying yeah, to feed everyone, everyone. So they, they're trying to feed like uh, some people and then like other people are trying to feed other people so yeah, yeah it was, well, I, I, looking back I think it's a good experience and I take it now I probably laugh it off, but mm. then I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. I suppose it's a, it's not a good thing to happen. But like you said, you do learn a lot from it. Um. Yeah. So, I think we've like pretty much covered how your experience has been. Is there anything else that kind of sticks out to you, or that you remember that, or that you would want to advise people who are interested in like going into this industry? Is there anything else you might want to add to it? Um. I'll probably say it's like um, always have like backup plan because mm. don't just fall into like just be uh you know uh one headed like oh I'm gonna get into surgery and then I'm gonna get a really good project and then mm. I'm gonna get hit and it's gonna be uh, lots of money uh, money coming on and famous and it doesn't happen like that it takes a lot of work mm. um and I think I would say uh, you need to be quite lucky as well because there's so many talented people I've seen in the uh, Nepal industry who are mm. so talented mm-hmm. but it's just the luck is not in the favor and then the work they do it never gets uh so um highlighted as well as you should mm-hmm. um at the same time i will always say like always, for me it was easier for me to get into this uh industry because i had a back so i had a another side career mm-hmm. who could financially sustain me yeah whereas in um if you don't have any financial stability it can be hard mm-hmm. um but always have a backup plan and if it doesn't work always i will always say follow your passion be patient be pre- uh, so uh, preservant mm-hmm. on it but think realistic as as well. Mm-hmm. Always have like a backup plan. Think if the, this doesn't work, you probably need to have a second path uh, to sustain you for a little mm-hmm. while till you, you know, keep uh, sort of working at it. And one day, if you have if you've got that lot, then you will. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Because sometimes you work so hard, but it's just that luck isn't there and. Oh, it's yeah. just yeah. I but... think in this industry, not just talent. I think you have to have luck as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, talent is one thing, obviously. Um, but if you don't have that luck, no matter how many uh project you do, how many people you know, how many well di- directors you work with, if that luck is not in your favor, mm-hmm. it's just not gonna hit. Like it doesn't heighten mm-hmm. the career as you well want you want mm-hmm. it to be. So mm-hmm. yeah, but keep working but there's always a bad side but yeah at the same time there's a good side as well yeah it's the good and the bad um no thank you that's really good advice um before we close the episode I actually want to talk to you about um your adventures and you know uh, <laughs> I just want to move on to the climbing side because I've seen like all your like photos and um it just looks like amazing um what made you kind of interested in climbing and like what was the experience like? Because I know, I think you were part of, um, was it Name Style's project, Possible 
like uh yeah theme project Puffer and then Wall. i remember seeing um this um instagram post where you guys are like literally dancing and i'm just like gosh how do you have the energy to be dancing up at this? like whilst you're climbing this mountain that's you know insane so yeah what was that like um i I always wanted to do uh, traveling, but then with the studies and the career got in the way. Um, and do you know when you think, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it some point in my life. I'll do it some point. But yeah. then like the years goes by and then you never do it. That, that's what and I'm I, currently feeling like. <laughs> <laughs> so in, actually, I in I th- 2017 was sort of the darkest uh, part I think I've ever been mm-hmm. um, where like the re- relationship broke down and then I signed to question myself because mm-hmm. I see all my friends got the house got married mm-hmm. baby and I'm like what am I doing with my life I like you know because mm-hmm. like I haven't achieved anything and I signed to question myself and then uh, I think I was like getting quite low in the mood and then I was I like, got lost and mm-hmm. I, I think I was having midlife crisis to be honest um and then I signed to sort of think a little bit more like what do I want in my life mm-hmm. you know what 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 did what is it what is the definition of life and then uh, I was like having really low I was like a breast mood so um then I took my first ever solo trip to Austria um this like um health camp and uh, not camp but health uh, resort so I took a week off and just tried to figure out and reflect on myself like mm. what I wanted to achieve in my life uh what, like what makes me happy so once I had that I thought no I need to make myself happy then t- and then I can make other people happy. So I think once that sort of stuck to my mind and I start traveling and I start um, doing trekking, because obviously when I was uh, young, when we used to go to village, uh, we used to walk for two days to get to my grandmother's um, uh, village. But that's not like traveling. That's more like you Meeting have to be family. Like, so, yeah. You're with a family. It's, you have to walk yeah. to get to your village yeah. it's not something to uh like you don't enjoy it's not something you can uh look back and say oh i really like that trip it's more of a um it's a journey to get to where you need to go yeah um so i thought i need to start making this challenge and uh, uh so uh 30 things before uh 30 things to do before you turn 30 mm-hmm. so i made that plan so my first ever uh, was actually getting to tracking so um i uh, just searched um challenge like uh, i think there was a I, for some reason for some i think someone told me about three big challenge which mm-hmm. is in the uk like so three big challenge in 24 hours what it is is um so you have a three peak so one from scotland ben nevis and then from England, uh, Scaffold Pike, and then from Wales uh, is Snowdon. Yeah. So uh, you have to climb. Obviously, the whole process takes a weekend, but the 24 hours, what it meant is like from bottom to top right. down count, like how long it took. And then in total, you should do it uh, under 24. Right. So I met this really good company. I went with them. The guy was really nice. Uh, we're quite a large group. I think we were about eight or nine people. And we'd done it uh, like under 24 hours. So that kind of gave me a boost. I mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, I achieved something. And then after that, uh, from there on, then um, I was in Nepal doing a Mr. Jolly shoot. Um, mm-hmm. That got uh, sort of delayed because of the uh, time management. So I had like some two weeks spare time mm-hmm. to, so instead of just sitting around home, I need to do something. So I decided to go to Annapurna Base Camp with my sister. Nice. So that was the one of the achievements. And then during this, while I was doing this, 
because um, before, because I've known uh, Nimmo, most people know Nims uh, for quite a long time, and then he always used to encourage me, even my uni time, like, oh, you need to, like, get into mountain, it's quite good, it's quite adventurous, and I always think, nah, I'm not adventurous, it's not for me, like, you know, it's like, right. you need to you need to be like that sort of adventurous climbing person. Mm-hmm. I don't climb. I don't do rock climbing. I don't do anything. So it's not for me. So I always used to know that it's not for me. And then I said, okay, you know what? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was like 2018 to December time. Um, went to Argentina. So uh, managed to uh, summit uh, Mount Aconqua. I think that's how you said. I keep messing up the name. Um, I think it's meant Mount Aconqua. Um, so it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I managed to summit that and uh, with uh, with Nirmal and his team, and that really gave me the boost. But but most people, because the reason I don't say like do climbing is because people always think, <clears throat> especially as a female, mm. you know, you can't do this. Because even like when I was about to do manga, I didn't tell my family. Because right. like, when I first told them, they were like, nah, this laughed it off. Oh, really? And all my friends and all my brothers were like, nah, you can't do it. That's a proper mountain. You can't do it. So that kind of really, um, not angered, but it's kind of like, why are you saying this? I can't, like, so that kind of fired me up mm. to say, I will show you. Yeah. No, I can do it. Yeah. So that kind of like pushed uh, push me to actually climb. And then after that, I did... Um, uh, Monoslu. So that was with the project possible when he right. did like uh, 40 mountains. I think he did in uh, six months or so. Um, mm-hmm. So he broke the record. And after that, I think I just like I enjoy it. The once once you're up in the mountain, it's just you don't think about uh, anything. You just think about the moment, right. which is quite good. Uh, learning experience like when you're in uh in here in the cities you just think about oh like all the people uh do you know what i'm gonna do next mm-hmm. like oh, i'm i'm not good enough or i don't have this mm-hmm. or the person has that i haven't reached uh, my career so th- you don't think that in the mountain you just yeah. think of the moment you just enjoy the peace nature tranquility and that's what i think um pulls me again so Mm. hopefully I get to do more (laughs) yeah no that sounds amazing and like I said I you know looking at you doing it it really makes me like encourages me to do even more and I love that you it kind of drove you to actually show you know those people who didn't think you could do it um Mm -hmm. for you to actually do it even more and I think it's nice to see more female like Nepali female um, women climbing and um, just breaking that stereotype and saying, yeah. look, we can do it. So, yeah, that's amazing. Now, hopefully, fingers crossed, I can kind of start my own journey um, at some point once everything kind of calms down with the pandemic. COVID. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. Um, I mean, I feel like you've, you know, we've talked so much and we've accompl- like you've accomplished so much already. So, but, like, what's next for you? Then, like, are you do you take things as they come or do you kind of have a plan? Um. I don't have a plan anymore because I think before I used to have a plan because I used to like probably have like by this I need to do da 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 like one two three needs to be done if I don't then I'm I haven't succeeded Mm. I think that's what triggered me uh, to think I was a failure so Mm. when I hit that moment I thought no I need to stop doing that I need to stop being hard on myself so now I obviously there is a sort of rough idea what I want to achieve in my life Mm. but I don't put it down 
in the list and mm-hmm. say, I need to complete this by this year. Mm-hmm. So now I just go as, I think I just take one day at a time. Yeah. That's the best thing I can do. Because yeah. if I if I don't uh, put like sort of stress on it, then I think that I, I think I can achieve better. Because mm-hmm. if I, if you put a sort of target on life, you're not going to enjoy life. Yeah. So most important is you need to enjoy life and mm-hmm. then take one day at a time. That's what I'm doing. That's my mantra at the moment. Yeah, no, that's good. And I feel like a lot of um, us will be able, I relate to you, and I think a lot of different people listening can also relate because we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and especially during, you know, this... Um, everything with everything that's happening we kind of overthink things and you're right like it's not you know the future can change any moment like who would have known the pandemic was coming and then say the list doesn't get done you know and then you're just gonna add that oh man I didn't get that done like just add extra pressure um and especially for a female there's um another sort of pressure like I'm sure every we all understand and it's like yeah like you said it's I love that you took that year to just explore and break away from it and rethink um, and refocus. Um, so, yeah, but- ten years ago, I wouldn't thought I would be climbing mountains. I wouldn't thought I would like, enjoy my career even more. Or I didn't thought I was gonna be in the film industry. Mm. So, uh, so I think ten years ago I was a different person. Mm. I think I'd rather be ten years now yeah. than I was back then so oh that's nice I love that thank you so much for giving me your time and I was really happy that you said yes to joining me today and it's been amazing talking to you sis um but yeah I hope to kind of look forward to uh, more adventures and films that you do in the future thank you so much for having me it was nice talking to you (laughs) thanks thank you